This episode of Standard Orbit is brought to you by Audible.com, offering more than 150,000 titles for your tablet, smartphone, and desktop. Support the show and get a free audiobook of your choice by visiting audibletrial.com slash trekfm. Hey everyone, I'm Rod Roddenberry, and you're listening to Trek FM. Follow Standard Orbit, Mr. Chekhov, and take us in. Hi, sir. Is the word of Landru. Joy to you, friends, and thanks for joining us here on Standard Orbit, Trek FM's dedicated show to the original series. My name is Drew, or Landru, and this is my co-host Mike from Commentary Trek Stars. Hello. Hey, Mike. How's it going? It's good. It's good. How was Disney World? It was pretty cool. You know, it was good to get away. Uh, got to see some cool stuff, like uh, a most violent year. That was that was certainly a highlight. Um, I also at saw, Disney World. Yeah, yeah. It was. It's. It's very rare that like a good movie comes out on my birthday. But I was like, this one looks decent. Let's go <laughs> see this one on my birthday. And it was a uh, pretty awesome. I also got to see the Flaming Heart from Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. That was pretty fracking awesome. Was it still on fire? Very no, confused. but oh, it did okay. have wires coming out of it so that you could light it on fire if you wanted to. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're not talking about uh, Temple of Doom that we probably should sometime. Yeah, we should. Uh, I don't know how we can tie it into... We'll figure it out. Yeah. But uh, this week we're going to do a commentary on an animated series episode. And uh, I chose Mud's Passion because... Uh, I just watched this the other day, and I was impressed with how it fits into the mud canon, the mud continuity, mud up to his old tricks again. You can find it on Netflix. I don't know about uh, foreign listeners, uh, if it's on their Netflix. You can get the DVD. You can get the DVD. Or the Laserdisc box set. Yeah, I. you could. I. I sure. I've got it. I know. <laughs> That's like the first time that they released like an entire series all in one big box set. I thought it was the most amazing thing. I'm sure that it is. And then when they released all the other ones on DVD, I'm like, there's no way they're ever going to release the animated series. Let me just get the Laserdisc. It's awesome. <laughs> but they did. Yeah. But uh, uh, we're going to start at zero 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 all zeros, or as close to that as you can get. All right, we can start this up in three, two, one, start. All right, and here is the opening credit sequence, which is easily the best part of the show. It's kind of amazing. I don't know why I don't have this song on my phone, uh, <laughs> because it's the best. I love the fact that they have the same opening uh, uh um, narration but with new music but like completely fitting music and everything like that it's great and I love the animation in this it's simple and yet very uh, clean and effective and yeah, low budget simple, simple is the word it's very appropriately simple there's a lot of people who are like oh oh 
the animated series, it's so terrible. And I'm like, yeah, I know, right? And they're like, the animation is the worst. And I'm like, wait, what? Wait, no, what? <laughs> no, the animation is the only reason. I mean, the animation is what hooks me and gets me to watch this thing way more than I should because everything <laughs> else about it is the worst. And I mean that absolutely, positively, wholeheartedly, this is the worst Star Trek ever, now, aside from yet yesteryear. Now, I'm awesome. thinking that, because I'm watching it, and I'm actually being very impressed, and Enterprise Extra disagrees with me. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I, I'm liking the plot of a lot of these. Yeah, that's weird. I mean, the animation is what's getting me, but... uh. You like is, the animation. No, I don't like the animation. Uh, yeah, I don't know what's wrong with you. I'm, I I think that, that some fan organization should do like a CG, just use the audio from this, and just make like a CG better animated thing. That would be the worst thing ever. <sighs> there is nothing about that which sounds at all appealing. Nothing at all. That sounds oh, like the on. absolute worst idea in the history of bad ideas. The long, sad history of bad ideas. <laughs> I'm be quoting Lost World. Uh, no, I mean, I, I like Max's idea, which is the exact opposite, which is, look, okay, this animation is simple enough that it's not hard to get high-quality screen caps of the key frames right? right and then you can you can animate the mouths which is pretty much all you need to animate in this stuff there's absolutely and they use like the same stock cells for like a lot of stuff you know the camera movements and everything are very simple they're all you know like zooms or you know pan basically pan and scans right right so so you do like a c lab thing right where but instead <laughs> but instead of doing it and turning it into like a jokey thing what you do is you have people write good scripts you get i mean <laughs> you get the star trek continues i mean like look star trek continues and star trek phase 2 and everything you know that it's awesome that they're doing their thing and it's great and more power to them and may they keep on doing this till the end of time but like you know, they're all doing their Kickstarter things and stuff like that. If someone were to be like, uh, okay, we've got, you know, DC Fontana and David Gerald writing scripts for us, and we're going to do those episodes as animated series episodes using the original animation and just reanimating it. And I'd be like, here you go. You can have my money because I want to see that in a big, bad way. It just makes perfect sense. It would it would be so I mean, you've got all these people doing like, you know, high quality, you know, um uh photorealistic CGI and everything. I'm sure that they could figure out how to animate this stuff. And then you don't have to worry about, you know, getting people together in like the middle of freaking Georgia in like August or something like that to shoot stuff on a big set in the middle no you have everyone record just like we're recording now we could get like a, a season a year you could get like 13 episodes a year <laughs> it would be the best thing ever uh why okay. is this not a thing already how how is it know. that that farragut farragut has an animated series but i don't think that they use the actual 
original film cells or anything. I think they they make their own series. Okay, well, that's good. That's good. And they can, I think they they pump them out pretty frequently, that's or at least too. cheaper. So I mean, the, the people are are following your ideas that you're giving them now. Okay, I mean, this needs to happen, really. Come on. I like how we're on opposite sides of the issue on this. It's it's pretty rare that <laughs> I want to keep everything about it except the visuals, and you want to keep nothing about it but the visuals. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the visuals are the key. The visuals, the music, the style, the editing, everything. The voice work, I love it all. The story is freaking the worst. It is the worst. <laughs> anyway. So here we are into this episode. Um, <laughs> Mud Harry... is back. He's he's played. He's voiced by the same character. I really like that. Oh really? Hmm. And I'll, it's. I think he's uncredited, but it. But it is. It is the original guy. That I. It's not uh, Jimmy Doohan like everybody else. Yeah. In in the series or Major Barrett or Major Barrett. Which, speaking of Major Barrett, would get a lot of Nurse Chapel in this uh, in this episode. Yeah, yeah. In fact, this is the scene where he's saying, "Like, here, take this crystal." And yeah. for for those like, who don't know or haven't seen it or aren't watching it, uh, Mud is selling people love potions, basically. Now, here, listen to this dialogue here. Inside this crystal is the power to create love, and she's like, "No, no, no, screw you." I don't believe you, and he's like, "No, no, do it! Come on, Mister Spock, uh, Mister Spock, in love with you? That would be the best, right?" And she's like, "I don't know." And then he says something like, um, "The way the drug works is, um, you you rub it on yourself, and then you <laughs> touch someone, and then if you touch someone of the same sex, then you become really good friends with them." Yeah, here, he I says really it right like here. That. It's really here so it simple. Way. You rub the liquid on yourself, then touch another person, and it creates love in that person. She says. He says that is t- totally absurd. She says, and he's like, "No, it's infallible. One touch evokes friendship between men or women, but between woman and man, love. That is one homophobic drug right that, there. That dr- yeah, that's the most homophobic drug I've ever seen." <laughs> I thought that when I watched it too. I'm like, oh. And then there's the scene later on where I can't remember if it's Spock or Kirk that that inhales it and rubs it on them, and then they share their moment of friendship. <laughs> that is the gayest moment of friendship <laughs> in history. I think that he's wrong about that. I think that it creates love among people from the same sex too. So I, maybe it's I just Mud don't think homophobic. that they were allowed to say that. Okay. All right. But the, then don't say anything. Just, but there, the, he specifically specifies, like, if you touch another woman, it's, you'll just it's be a really Saturday good morning cartoon her. in the seventies. You it's could not gonna you, be. You could easily take that line out, and it wouldn't matter, you know. And right. then you could have the scene with the friendship later on, and play it off however you wanted to. I'm, I'm sure that was a network edition. Maybe. Maybe. You know, we're we're never going to get that. These are the voyages, the animated series. Unfortunately, I don't think I could talk Cushman into it. But if they did, I imagine that's one of those things where the original script is very progressive and very, uh, uh, you know, addressing homophobia and all that kind of stuff. And the network was like, no, 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 no. You've got to make sure that it's only between a man and a woman. To be fair, whether it was network influence or whatever, like 
the one area where Star Trek has never been as progressive as it should have been was in in the area of, um, you know, homosexuality. It right. Really hasn't. It's weird. But I guess it's a time. Maybe now it would be. But no, because we had Enterprise and that didn't deal with it either. But yeah, that's disappointing. Again, the the I feel it's the networks. Maybe, maybe. You think this, uh, or I guess with UPN would be cool with it though, you know, because they're small enough and they know what they know that Star Trek is the only thing that people watch on the show or are on the network and whatever. Okay, so I, he I like, steals. I like this moment where he steals Chapel's ID card. <laughs> Mm-hmm. erases her picture from it with a phaser and then puts it in a machine and it prints out his picture. So he's running around with an ID card that says Christine Chapel. Yeah. This moment where Chapel falls on Spock's lap. That's really weird. <laughs> Are you injured? Oh, man. And Spock is such a jerk in this scene. He's like, uh, because she she's like, what did she say to him? Something like, uh, I forget what she says, but she's like, well, I thought this. And he's like, that would be illogical, Mrs. Chapel, right here. And he says, yes. And then he says something like, I hope that, that your report is better than your uh, analysis of this situation or something like that. <laughs> I'm like, wow, Spock, you're the worst. Yeah. he. It, it's almost as if, I mean... What I don't get, okay, so the drug, one of the many things I don't get. So if it's two males, they're just friends. Two females are just friends. If it's a male and a female. What about all the different species? Like the fact that it works between Vulcans and humans is odd enough. I guess that's okay. I mean, if you figure whatever it is that, you know, that, I mean, because there is obviously a, a genetic connection between Vulcans and humans, right? You know, and the fact that they're they're very similar looking. And I mean, there's that episode of Next Generation, which I guess deals with it if we want to do the retcon thing. And, you know, you could say if you're looking for the the scientific uh, uh, analysis or whatever behind this drug that like whatever it is that makes someone male or female, you know, regardless mm. of species would work like that. Now, I'm sure that there are, you know, asexual species or whatever, or um, what is it? that's what it would be, right? Asexual species? Yeah. yeah. That, that you know, it might have some trouble with, but I don't know. Now, we missed this awesome part. Well, Spock, the drug does work on Spock, and he starts being like, ah, Christine, 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 Christine. But then Mud's trying to escape in a shuttlecraft, so he gets down in the shuttle bay, and he gets karate chopped from behind because Chapel is all angry that uh that the drug didn't work. It's pretty cool seeing Chapel do something. Yeah, speaking of uh, mud and people stealing shuttles and stuff like that, when I was watching this for this thing, thanks by the way, um, <laughs> <laughs> I was amazed at how similar the plot to this episode is to the plot to Star Trek V, The Final Frontier. Huh. A person comes aboard the ship, gives them a drug in this case, or, you know, in the other case, it was some sort of mind control, which makes them 
uh, a lot happier and a lot uh, more accepting of people who they normally wouldn't be accepting of in a way. Um, goes down to a planet, right, where they chase them. Mm-hmm. And then they get down to the planet and there's rock monsters. Oh. I mean. Yeah, okay. I wonder if William <laughs> Shatner was like, uh, I want to do an episode or I want to do a movie, you know, and, and like his whole thing was like, I want them to meet God. And then he he passed it along to David Lowry. And David Lowry was like, I've never seen Star Trek before. <laughs> And then he's like, let me see if it's going to be on TV. And then uh, I just want to through. watch something short. I don't want to watch 50 minutes. It's a long time. Right. And then it's like, oh, Star Trek. Star Trek is going to be on the Sci-Fi Channel. And Saturday morning. <laughs> That's weird. Okay, let's turn it on. This is what Star Trek? Oh, you know what? I'm just going to start taking notes. <laughs> we can do this. We can do this. Just Okay. Add it. Add a few things. It's even got the freaking cat woman in it. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! So we missed another awesome chapel moment where uh, Mud is trying to talk her out of, uh, like she's saying that the crystals are defective. And he's like, "No, they're fine." She's like, "No, they're not," and she just shoots at him. <laughs> it's yeah. pretty awesome. Yeah. But he drops all the uh, crystals, and they're in the ventilation. So now everybody on the ship's in love, right? With or best friends, depending on who they touch next, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So it's like mutagen; it, it only affects like the last thing you had came in contact with. And so, is it only the first person? Is I don't like, know, or is I, it everybody? I, I imagine just, it'd be everybody. The, the, one of the other movies that I saw when I was in Disney World was Strange Magic. It, you okay? I needed to. Well, yeah, I kind of. I, I was actually telling Jessica about it. It was like, you know, Lucas's new animated musical. Why are we not watching this? I was like, well. Not to mention the fact that Gary Rydstrom directed it. That guy's amazing. He invented 6.1 surround sound. Oh, wow. <laughs> He's the best. I saw him at a thing. Did you ever see? He did the best Pixar thing I've ever seen. Did you ever see that that short where like the there's the alien who's like, it's like driving school for an alien, like an alien kid. He's like trying to land his. Oh no, no, I'm sorry. He's trying to like abduct a kid. No. Oh, it's great. Oh, I, maybe I don't remember. I forget what it's called. But he did it like they and they had the world premiere of that short at like the Chicago Film Festival because Rydstrom's from Chicago and we went to see it. And he got up there to speak and he's like, because they're like blah blah blah, seven time Oscar winner Gary Rydstrom and you know and he gets up there and he's like, hello, hello. Yes, I have won seven Oscars, and my goal in life is to win three more so that I can open a bowling alley. <laughs> I'm like, that's good, that's good. <laughs> but anyway, in that movie, Strange Magic, which the other reason why I felt like I had to see it was because I'm like, how are they going to do the logos? Is it just going to be Lucasfilm? <laughs> I'm so curious about this. But they actually had a Touchstone logo before it. But Right, know. right. Disney wanted to distance themselves from it. Yeah. So, but anyway... Um, in that, in that movie, which I know is based on Shakespeare and everything, you know, he, there's like a love potion and you, when you, you get the love potion thrown on you, then the next person that you see, you fall in love with, but you know, there, the spell is broken by true love. Oh, this, this is kind of amazing though. 
where everyone's in love and they're just i mean that guy brought out his his guitar Eric's has a double guitar because he's got three arms <laughs> and the cat woman is just purring around yes Eric's is like uh robert rodriguez on the set of one of his movies where he just plays his guitar the whole time <laughs> let's everyone else do the work oh kirk and spock are best friends it mud escaped to a planet the rock monster's about to wake up kirk and spock went after him but kirk and spock are now best friends i mean they're all over each other right yeah they they got their arms around each other it'll be the cover image you'll find it <laughs> i mean i'm not wrong here and if they had gone that direction with this episode this would be the best episode of star trek <laughs> <laughs> I would I would love this episode. I would take back everything bad I said about it. But no, they don't, which is why this episode is terrible. And apparently it works more than once because Spock's still in love with Christine. And or, he's also best friends with Kirk. Is he in love? Yeah, yeah. Because it's not just the first person. It's anyone that you touch, right? But nobody seems in love with Harry. No, maybe no one touches him. Maybe. But why Kirk and Spock just hugged each other? That was their contact. They hadn't contacted each other before. This is my favorite. This is yes. These, there's just a couple dancing that cut. behind the the transporter console, but you can't see their feet, so they're just kind of like moving a piece of paper back and forth. But also, just that cut is amazing because it's like you know something like a like you'd find in in like a comedy with like, it's like an a elevator family guy thing. like it like an elevator shot yeah it is like a family guy thing where it's got like you know the the tense music you know that you hear again and again in the show and they're like quick do this do this do this we need to get beam us up beam yeah. us up and then they're like enterprise <laughs> they're just... and then it cuts and it's like and then it cuts back and it's like that that was the... the moment when I knew we had to talk about this episode <laughs> at some point. That That is, I mean, yes, this episode is terrible. It's not as bad as most animated series episodes, but that is one of the best moments in all of Star Trek <laughs> right there. Yeah, so seek out the animated series for uh, for and yesteryear also, and, th and about 19 minutes into, <laughs> into Mud's passion. And this monologue right here. Uh, uh, you know, McCoy, where he's talking about how he saved everyone on the ship. I saved everyone. And, and if the Enterprise like, had a heart, I'd have saved her, too. Now let's talk about your heart, my dear. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, he's such a pimp. He's the best. Yeah. But, yeah, Mud's thing is backfiring. Uh, there's, we need to fill him in. There's rock mon giant rock monsters that are trying to eat. Uh, the away team yeah and you know it is kind of interesting you know seeing as how this is like the third mud episode and you know knowing that mud was originally supposed to be in the trouble with triples and stuff uh it's kind of similar in terms of plot to trouble with triples yeah where you know the mud character comes with a uh, a product which is seemingly harmless and which they don't care about and he sells it and it causes chaos it's basically the exact same plot as trouble with triples well it's the same plot as mud's women yeah i guess so I which guess is so. almost the same plot as well it's not really i mud is you know he sends a robot to go get the enterprise to 
Well, to get any starship, just happen to be the Enterprise. Also, they reference iMod in this, mm-hmm. which is uh, probably the most continuity of anything in the original series. Yeah, so that's, I was, that's that was cool. I was very impressed with that. Yeah. The, uh, the animation. <laughs> it's the best. Kirk's just talking into his closed fist. Also, I love when, you know, similar to that, like whenever they, like like there's a few episodes where where uh, Kirk is like, oh my, and he like puts his hand he puts over his, his hand over his mouth <laughs> and then keeps talking. <laughs> so they don't have to animate his lips. <laughs> it's awesome. But yeah, we were absolutely right in our Enterprise episode. Uh, the episode we did on the ship, we called it, they traced right over it mm-hmm. for what they did here. And it's completely true. They just took a picture of the Enterprise and traced over it. Like, there's never any movement. It's just like, here's the Enterprise. Have a nice day. That's cool. And now, the rock monsters are friends. Yeah. Kind of. <laughs> and they get their kicks by... Being violent. Things. Like Klingons. Yeah. But the uh, the crew escapes. And now they're taking Mud's confession. And here's where we find out that uh, after the effects of the drug wear off, you hate people for a few days or something like that, right? <laughs> Several hours of hatred. I mean, I guess if you're you're conjuring, you know, if you're indifferent to somebody and then you're really positive toward them, I imagine that, at least in sci-fi, there would be a, a period of time where you're uh, angry with them so that then you can get back to the... So it balances out, so it's your indifference comes back. Oh, yeah, when I was in first grade, um, there was this girl. Uh, her name was Laura. And uh, for whatever reason, like we carpooled to uh, the, uh, the the church choir, and um, when we first started carpooling or whatever, we were very friendly with each other, and we'd give each other candy and everything like that. And then all of a sudden, we became like bitter enemies, and I don't even know why. So it's kind of a similar thing. Maybe one of the candies that she gave me was one of those crystals. <laughs> So it happens, you know? It makes sense. It could, yeah, It's logical. Sure. If you're in first grade. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and now here we are at the end. Yep. It doesn't end with the, the typical end music, you know? It's got... Uh, it, I mean, like, like the, 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 the end, like, stinger music for the actual episode part of the episode was different. Yeah. Which was disappointing. And here we are. Lou Scheimer and Norm Prescott. They both just passed away, I think, within the past year. And that's it. That's Mud's Women. Mud's Passion. Passion. Mud's Passion. Passion Passion for women. Passion. It's kind of cool because it's not Mud's Passion. It's like he's not passionate for something, but it's he's selling passion. Ah, yes. Yeah. Or it's the passionate anger of mud. Yeah. So? I I enjoy the episode. I mean, it's one of those kind of things where it's so good, it's bad. So bad, it's good. 
Yeah. To I mean, me, there, at least. There's there's a couple things in there where I'm just like, uh, I mean, it, it really kind of like sums up the animated series, you know, where it's like there's stuff in there where it's like it's it's really bad. It's not really worth watching but there's like two or three moments where it's like you just you you gotta see this it's yeah. like it's just something that you have to see and you know it, you you're like forced into watching this crap so that you can see these like two or three moments where you're just like what is going on in this show <laughs> this is insane you know, and that's kind of how I feel about the whole animated series, where it's like, is this good? No, no. The animated series is horrible. Should I watch it? Yeah, you you need to watch it because you need to see what they were doing on this show. You need to see that it was like all the same people from the original series coming back, telling new stories. You need to see this animation. You need to hear that theme song. And you just need to see that something like this existed and yes. was a thing and it's like what in what world is this a thing <laughs> but it is it's something that happened and you know you just need to see it and that's kind of how i feel about this episode too so check it out if you haven't seen it because it's crazy yes and homophobic unfortunately yes well it was fun talking about Mud's passion today, but that's just one of the Trek topics we've been talking about on Trek FM this week. Here's a quick look at what you may have missed elsewhere on the network. Previously on Trek.fm, Standard Orbit. I really, really, really hope that if they do that, they make Chang the villain because, you know, Captain Chang instead of General Chang or whatever, mm -hmm. you know? I mean, that just seems like the perfect way to go. Earl Grey. All right, Riker, we're promoting you to captain. I mean, you uh, you killed the last captain. We usually don't reward that. That's usually not a policy. But in this case... Well, well, to be fair, he had spent some time on a Klingon ship. The Orb. But the Federation and Bator as a member of the Federation would be helping rebuild Cardassia. And I could see like very much the relationship between the U.S. and Japan today. I could see the Federation and Cardassia having that kind of relationship moving forward. To the journey! Jimmy has a very distinct pain noise. Yeah, she you know kind what I'm of talking does. about? It sounds sort of like she's suffocating. Yeah, it sounds like she's suffocating and sometimes, and I'm going to keep it clean, not always in pain. The ready room. He is the best cosplayer ever because he's so buried himself in his part that we have no idea who this guy is outside of the impersonation of Tuvok. Exactly. He's the Christian Bale of the Delta Quadrant. Mission Log, a Roddenberry Star Trek podcast. If I'm not mistaken, in any upcoming episode of Next Generation, we don't see full-grown uh, Golden Retrievers running around the decks of the Enterprise. And I'm also a little worried that Captain Picard has never played with puppies. Commentary, Trek stars. You, But you'd rather see Red in charge than him. Oh, yeah, totally. Because <laughs> right. you really want porn stash to go down. Yes, yes, you do. And that sentence out of context sounds really strange. Literary treks. As great as Picard is and his Picard maneuver, uh, I don't think Picard straightening his shirt is going to help him <laughs> uh, when he's going up against the Riker maneuver. Fair enough, so. yeah. Axanar, the official podcast. The change that we've made, the change to the nacelles and 
uh, several other aspects of these ships to make them distinct and, and not the same ships as uh, in, in Star Trek 2009. And that's what else is happening on Trek.fm. So check out these shows and get in on the daily Trek talk. You'll find them on iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, SoundCloud, or you can stream from the website. Just visit Trek.fm slash podcast to get all the links. Let's tell everyone where they can contact us if they'd like to share their thoughts on today's show. They can go to Trek.fm slash contact. There's a form there. Choose send a show and choose standard orbit. That'll come to both of us by email. You can also use the button on the left-hand column of any page to send us a voicemail using your webcam's microphone, and you can talk to us and our other listeners at our Facebook group, The Babel Conference. In social media, you'll find our Facebook page at facebook.com slash trek.fm, and on Twitter under username trek.fm. Mike, where can people find you out of orbit? You can find me right here on Trek FM doing commentary Trek Stars with Max and John, and you can also find me on commentarytrackstars.com where I do commentary Trek Stars off topic with Max and Brandon, and you can find me on Twitter at mumbles3k. And you can find me on Twitter at 005, D-O-U-B-L-E-O-F-I-V-E, and on the Babel Conference where I comment on a lot of the threads. We'd also like to thank Richard Rutledge Jr. for being the associate producer this month. You can find him on Twitter at RUT8972, and we really appreciate him supporting us on Patreon. Yeah, thank you very much. Before we go, we'd like to ask everyone to please support our sponsor, who helps us bring Standard Orbit to you each week. And our sponsor for this show is Audible.com. Audible's a great way for you to read all the books you've always wanted to read but never thought you'd have time for. Audible is the premier source for audiobooks with more than 150,000 titles to choose from and new titles coming every week. From classics to current bestsellers and even some of the most famous Star Trek books like Prime Directive, Federation, and Spock's World, Audible is something for everyone. Mike, what do you have for everyone? I have Star Trek Avenger, which was written... Avengers? Yeah, Avengers. Cool. They bring all of the Star Treks together. So it's just movie. one of the Shatner books, then, because he always does that. Yes, it was written and narrated by William Shatner, but it's also got uh, Captain Picard on the cover. When the entire Federation is threatened with starvation and dissolution, James T. Kirk, long believed dead, reunites with Spock to save a new generation from an awesome menace unleashed by a ruthless interplanetary conspiracy. Author William Shatner reads this riveting sequel to the New York Times bestseller, the return and you can get this book for free since you listen to trek fm that's right as a trek fm listener you can get a free audiobook of your choice along with a 30-day trial just to see how great audible is so give it a try today catch up on all those classic star trek books you've yet to read or that latest novel from your favorite author as well just go to audibletrial.com slash trek fm again that's audibletrial.com slash trek fm and we thank audible for supporting standard orbit and trek fm and lastly, there's another way you can keep us in orbit, and that's by supporting us on Patreon. If you go to patreon.com slash trek.fm, you'll find a list of donation levels where you can get things like exclusive digital goodies, early access to episodes, access to our project manager, and even be listed as an associate producer for our shows. You'll find out where the donations can go, things like covering the monthly cost of hosting and distribution, hiring an editor for our shows, and upgrading our equipment. Again, that's patreon.com slash trek.fm, so check it out. Well, everybody, thanks for listening. Have a good week and keep on trekking. It is the will of Landrew.